This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG cast. Whoop, whoop. Welcome to another board game edition of the MFG Cast. This episode, we're going to be talking about Museum Suspects. We're actually going to be reviewing it for y'all. Who's Museum Suspects by? Oh, I think Blue Orange Games, I think. Hmm, I guess I do. Cool. So thanks to Blue Orange Games for sending us a review copy Darn right. of this game. They're always so accommodating. Yes. We love Blue Orange Games because they've always been a... Supporter. Yeah. Supporter of us. And we always support them because they have great games and they're great people. Heck yeah. But before that, let's talk about what we've been playing recently. Were you going to say praying? <laughs> yes. What have we been praying about? No, I just... Oh my gosh. That was a very bad vocal snafu on my part. Thank you. I called you out on it. You sure did. Yep. So what have we been... God bless it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. I don't care. So what have we been... Ugh. What have we been playing lately, Thank you. Kurt. You know things I don't. My brain hurts. Well, we... Yesterday, specifically. They not don't, that, they not don't that know. it matters. Yesterday, December, blah, blah, blah. Yes. I don't even know insert, today's date. Insert date. I don't even know today's date. Okay. So, this past weekend, which doesn't mean anything Again, to Again, still doesn't mean anything. <laughs> we had a family game day. And we played some games, didn't we? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call it maybe a game day, but I would call it a, a family couple hours of oh, games. Oh, jeez. At this point, even a couple hours is game day. It's game day. Yeah, for sure. Um, so we played the game we're gonna talk about as a family. Correct. So that was cool. We played the game <laughs> by Pandasaurus Games. What game? The game. What game? Shut up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's like a joke that that's just keeps like on knock giving. knock. Yes. Okay. That's so we played it. the game, the oh, card game. game. Shut up, God! What? That if if they haven't actually just disconnected <laughs> from this podcast, I'm pretty sure every time you and I record together, I always say if they haven't actually stopped listening to us already. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, so we played that. Um, for those of you who have heard of it, um, that's cool. I don't know. <laughs> wow! And you pick on me. By Pandasaurus <laughs> Games, you have four rows. You've got your two ones and wow, your two one hundreds. Hey, stop for a second. Yes, he's all business now. God darn right I am. What? Maybe he's like what a is? mullet. He's he's business in the front, party in the back. Wow, that actually took you way longer to get there it than did. I did. It's late. It is, but you don't know that anyway. They do because I just told them. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, you've got two ones and two one hundreds, and if you have the ones, you're going up numbers, and if you're going, if you have the two one hundreds, you're going down. You're trying to get rid of all of the cards, and there's, I think there's a lot of cards. A lot of cards. You yeah. think there's a lot of cards, and there are a lot of there cards. There are a lot of cards, and basically you are co-opting, playing. Each player has to play at least two cards. And you try to get rid of all the cards of your hand and all the cards of the deck to win. And you're, like Kurt said, going up and down from 1 to 100. Well, actually, 1 to 99. Yeah, that's true. And... From 100 down to 2. But you want to not leave room for gaps when you're placing the cards. And you're allowed to... Play on whatever stacks you want to play on. Mm -hmm. um, you can play more than two cards. If you have like a super awesome like succession of cards in your hand. So mm -hmm. if you have like three, four, five in your hand. Well, I would play that mm -hmm. because then you just draw back up to six in your hand. Yeah. Another thing in the game is that you can actually kind of like give a restart to some of the piles so if you're playing on the pile that's going down, so you're descending in your stack. So you're going from like 99 to the number one. If you get down to, let's say, like 79 and you play an 89, then you're leaving room to cover cards again. Yeah, so basically it's a it's a broken rule of if you're going in ascending order, you can actually play something that's ten less than what the card is played, and then and then the opposite for the descending order. Yep, and you can keep banking them. So, so if you had like seventy nine, eighty nine, like you can make it so that you're leaving more space for the rest of your team mm -hmm. to cooperatively help play more cards yeah. on those um, stacks. Yeah. But then also um, hoping to achieve, like, the goal of the game. Yeah, which to is use getting, everything. Yeah, getting a real cards. It's yeah. it's very challenging and very hard to win, but it's always a lot of fun. We did really good. Like, we, we played we played it twice. Yep. The first time, I think we had 27 cards left, yep. which there are a lot of cards. So if there it are. sounds like 27 cards left is not good, that was actually really pretty good, I thought. Mm -hmm. And then the second time we played, we only had what eight? Yeah, yeah. Seven, I eight, had yeah. I had four left, and I think Logan had four left, and you didn't have any left. I don't think, but ne but the Logan and I. Once somebody can't play anymore, the game is done. Yeah. So Kurt must have been able to lay out all of his cards, and Logan and I were stuck. Yeah. Like, we weren't able to play anymore. And if you can only play one down, but you can't play more than one, then the game's over, too. Yep, correct. The game. Yep. Boom, That's boom, right. boom. That's and game. they have this electronically, too. They do. They do. Which is cool. Uh, let's see. What else did we play? We played another game called... Hit the Deck. Hit the Deck. That's right. Uh, that is like a game that has not hit our table. Yeah. In probably twenty years. I mean, why it's are been, you? I don't feel like it's twenty years, but it's been a bit. 
It probably was 20 years. Really? Okay. Oh, yeah, because we, we probably hadn't played this game. Yeah, I bet you it was. Wow, crazy. So it's like a weird take on Uno, except for, like, instead of playing, like, a draw two or a draw four or something like that, you play certain cards, uh, they call them letter cards or whatever, where you can do certain things, like you can do flip the deck, where if Let- you... They don't call them letter cards, do they? Yeah, they do. I thought they called them word cards. Oh, whatever. Letter, words, oh, okay. same thing. No, I was just trying to figure out For like sure. what you were talking about. Sorry. Um, so they have one that's called flip the deck where you just flip the deck and the discard pile and those are, um, you know, flipped basically. And then the person that played that card gets to go again. You have another one. And where then the turn, the turn order reverses. Yep. 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 And then you have another one called cut the deck where someone just... Cuts the deck and whatever card shows up, they put that on the discard pile and that changes the game. Uh, what else is there? There's hit the deck with certain colors um, and numbers too, right? Hit the Yeah, hit the deck with a blue or a red or yellow or whatever. Hit the deck with a five or a four. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't... If you play like hit the deck with a number like one of those numbers you have to keep going around until somebody plays that number mm-hmm. or that color for the hit the deck but you only draw one card and then put it in your hand so if you don't get whatever that is and that goes for the entire time so if somebody had just like a red three out there or something like that and you don't have a red and you don't have a three and you can't play, you just draw one card up. And if you still can't play on it, you just keep it, and it's the next person's turn. Yeah, yeah. And then the last one, which is the name of the game, is hit the deck. Well, they're all hit the deck, but um, hit the deck with your hand, which you literally hit the deck with your hand. And whoever's the last to hit the deck with their hand has to draw four cards. Yeah. And then they basically lose their turn and it goes to what the person who the next person in line, I think. Yeah. After the person who played that card. But also you can do a thing where you play one of the other uh, word or letter cards or whatever. And if you fake somebody out and they hit the deck, like they were hitting the deck with a hand, you make them draw two cards. So it's very much Uno, but in a twisted kind of way. Yep. Basically. Yep, and then whoever uh, runs out of the cards first scores zero points because you don't want to score any points. And then everyone else counts up their points, just like you do with Uno. All the number cards are their value. And then the word cards are worth 10 points. And typically, I think they say in the directions to play to 100. And it doesn't take very long. No, it really doesn't. I thought it would take a really long time, but it really doesn't. No. No, it really doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Yeah. And then one thing I just wanted to kind of hit hit uh, quick on that I thought was pretty cool is that this has been a bit now, but we also haven't recorded for a bit, a board game edition of what we've been playing recently, but I played online on Board Game Arena with John from Legends of Tabletop, and we played... Um, Crusaders Thy Will Be Done on there. We played a couple of times with just the base game, and 
another time with the expansion. And I have to say that whoever put that port of that board game on Board Game Arena did a really awesome job because it looks beautiful. The rondel that you use on Crusaders, they, it actually um, is on the map when you're looking at the map, and it kind of covers up part of the map, which kind of sucks, but like I still feel like it's in a really great spot. But also, when you look down at your board where it tells you the certain buildings that you can put on the board if you build them and stuff like that it like flops down there with you so you can see where you're at with your rondel and you know what kind of moves you want to make with that game so i've talked about this game before so i'm not going to really talk about it i'm just going to say that i really love what a great job they did with the port of it and just yeah it just looks amazing i just wish i would have won a game <laughs> i played a game three times with john and i thought one of the times I really thought I had them, and then I just lost it in the end, and I was so upset. But, I mean, them's the breaks, I guess. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's what we've been playing recently. Um, yeah, let's get into the topic at hand, shall we? We shall. Yeah, let's talk about our game. So, we got to play Museum Suspects. Let's talk about it. Here are the deets for Museum Suspects. It is a game by Phil Walker Harding. The artist is Maxime Sartho. And again, this game, of course, is by Blue Orange. And it plays eight and up and two to four players. And so Phil Walker Harding, that sure sounds like a familiar name. Yeah, he's done a few games. Yep. Uh, Sushi Go Party, Imhotep, Sushi Go, Silver and Gold. Hey. Yeah, just a bunch of games that we're familiar with. Hopefully you guys are too. Yeah, for sure. All right, so Museum Suspects. Let's read. I wanna, I'm going to read a dramatic intro to Museum Suspects. For those of you who have never heard a review... <clears throat> Through the MFG cast, Kurt likes to do dramatic readings prior to us reviewing games. That's true. And here he is. Thief! Ass Ooh. <laughs> that didn't work. Let's try again. What? Thief! A historical artifact has been stolen from the museum. The culprit and possible accomplices may still be hiding in one of the rooms. That's it. Are you kidding? No, there's like, it kind of describes the game. You know, it's like, number one, pick a clue to investigate. Okay, no. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to get to that because yeah, that's no, no, that's no. what we want to talk about. That's what, our, that's what we're going to do. That's our job. Oh, that's what I was going to say, and then I was like, does that sound mean? I, I was going to say mean, but it really doesn't sound mean. No, that's what we're here for. That's what they've tasked us with yes. is to review this game. Yes. So what are we doing in Museum Suspects? In Museum Suspects, you are taking a bunch of suspects and you're laying them in a 4x4 grid. Is that 4x4? Yep, because there's yeah. 16 suspects. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy, math is hard. Because <laughs> I was like, it is 16 suspects for some reason 4x4. Four four. Yeah, one, two, no, three, four. no, my brain just went, okay. and then it didn't work. I thought I heard yeah. some sort of grinding gears. Yes, that's right. That's why the smoke is coming out of my ears. So, 
when you, you set up a four by four grid of your museum suspects face up, then you're actually going to be taking, there are some clue cards. There's a decent amount of them. You're going to be taking eight of them, uh, one from each category and setting them to the sides of your four by four grids. So you're going to have four on the left side going uh, up and down and then four on the other side going up and down. But you're never going to look at them. Yep. You're not looking at them. They're a secret. Yet. Yet. Right. Well, yet. oh yeah, I, I said never, but I meant you're not going to look at them right now because, boo, the game would be boring. Yes, correct. Why are you playing then if you're looking at them right yes. now? Yes, and then you're going to put the museum exit at the bottom of the 4x4 four four grid. And then what you're going to be doing is you're going to be, uh, every player is going to pick a color. Um, that color corresponds with a letter and then your colored tokens basically and it shows like a little magnifying glass and some uh i think they're called that's investigation tokens yeah for sure uh one thing that you know we're i was kind of talking about there's little paw tokens or paw wow there's paw symbols and stuff like that on the tokens is that these all these suspects are animals oh yeah yeah so you take the color tokens that you have you take the color token with the letter that corresponds with that color and then you are ready to play the game did you mention that and maybe i missed it did you mention that those investigation tokens that each player gets go face down i did not okay they well everyone they are placed face down correct and on these tokens are um, numbers from one to six in different amount. I want to say different amounts. I mean, like there could be only one investigation token that's valued at one and two investigation tokens that are valued at six. That kind of thing is what I mean. I think they all have the same count. So I think it's like, I don't think they do. I'm only saying that because I think that there's only, I think there's a variety of them. But I could, I could absolutely be wrong. Okay. Okay. So everything's set up. You have your, you have your tokens. You have your suspects. You have your clue cards. So on your turn, what you're gonna oh, be? One more thing you forgot. What's up? We all get notebooks. Oh, we and all we get all notebooks. get pencils. Oh, silly. That's right. Yep. So we all have, all have our notebooks that have certain things, and we'll kind of talk about that as we go. Also. Yeah, those are important. Though. Yes, those are very important. Correct. I was trying to visualize us um, having the game laid out on the table, and I was like, God, we're missing something big. Yeah, for sure. So on your turn, you can do a few things. Tracy, what are those things? You can pick one of two actions. The first action would be to take one of your face-down investigation tokens and basically blindly select one of the clues on the side of either of the suspects and there's eight eight of those clues that Kurt was talking about so as you're placing your investigation tokens on the clues on the side of the grid you're actually going to be placing your investigation tokens face up so let's say hey I want to see this clue over here, I'm going to place a one on it. And you're going to be the only one, like I said, to look at that. However, now 
the next player wants to look at the same one as you, they have to match the same investigation amount, because I can't think of what else to say, but they have to match basically the exact same investigation amount or higher than you did. Mm -hmm. So if you placed a one, obviously that's as high or as low as you can get. So they have to do a one or higher to do that. But if they put a three on there, then if the next person in line wants to see the same thing, they have to play a three of an investigation token or higher than that. But those always get placed face up. Another way you can play it too is if you really want to be kind of selfish and kind of maybe screw over the other players, is you could play a very high number on those cards, and then other people will have to waste their higher point tokens, or they will just lose out because they won't want to spend that amount on those cool cards. Yep. But you could be spending a high amount on something that, I mean, you don't know what it is. So you're kind of just gambling on it too. On the clues, and I'm going to go a little bit more into it, it can talk about the animal, it can talk about their clothing, and it could talk about their placement on the grid. It can talk about, I think, the room they're in or like the background and things like that. And that basically weeds out that that person is not the suspect. So you're basically going to take one of your investigation tokens and decide how much you want to spend to look at that clue that's face down. And you can pick any one of those eight. And you're going to be the only one that looks at it at that point. So you'll pick one, look at it. It could be this thief does not wear a scarf. So then what you're going to do is you're going to take your um, notebook, which is really cool, and you open it up and you can cross off the clue that shows a scarf. And it also has a grid on the bottom. And you can cross off any of the squares in the grid with any of the characters that have, that wear a scarf. Mm -hmm. Because you know that suspect is not the thief. Yeah. Another thing that the clue cards can also give you is that is a part of the grid that actually is not part of the suspect order also. So like in the middle of your investigation booklet or whatever, it may the there's different certain things that look like it's part of like almost like a Tetris game where it actually tells you where those aren't part of the suspects. So like it might have like the whole top row you'd cross all those off because they're not part of it. Or it might be like the bottom, like four. Or yeah, the might, bottom quad. Or like a bottom corner or something mm -hmm. like that, you know. There's lots of different things that kind of help you kind of snuff out the clues and see who is going to be the thief or thieves. That's the thing about this game is that, you know, a lot of games it's like, oh, there's just one thief. In this one, there could be multiple thieves, which yep. is pretty cool. Or... Zero. That is right. And that's where the the museum exit, I don't know, was that a tile? Yeah, a tile kind of comes in at the bottom there, where if all of the suspects are zeroed out, then that means that the suspects or the thief or suspects have escaped. Yep. Which I think is pretty cool. Okay. So if we go back 
to the other action. Mm -hmm. The other action that you have, and this one you wouldn't use right away, would be... Maybe. Well, you could. Yeah. You could use it to fool people or, you know, use it close to the beginning of the game if you wanted to actually place a guess on whoever you believe the thief is. You can certainly pick more than one thief, but you cannot do it in one round. So we'll you only have six rounds. So if you want to pick one thief, you have to pick it in in one round and then you have to wait till the next round to pick it another one or place more more of a bet on that other one. So where your bet comes in is the investigation tokens. So you're going to look at the value of the investigation tokens that you have face down and say, hey, I think that this suspect is the thief. I'm going to put my investigation token on this suspect. But you actually put that token on the suspect face down because you might want to trick somebody into thinking that you think that that thief is worth six points or something like that or whatever and you might only have picked like one of a value. Um, uh, another thing I like about the the tokens in this game especially when it comes to suspects is a lot of times in these you know certain rounds you could just throw a certain token on a suspect and pretend like ooh I just put a 6 on this token on this suspect because I think that they're going to be you know the actual suspect but you could just be throwing a one on there and just fooling other people mm-hmm. into going after that character yep so so it leaves the other players up for interpreting what you're placing on there mm-hmm. um but also like you alluded to before, there is that tile that if you don't believe that any of the the suspects that are out there are th- any of the thieves, or that's a thief or a thief, thieves, thieves, I don't know, boy, you can also place an investigation token on that exit also. So you could start a trend, so to speak, and get people to place that there instead to fool them. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, and like Tracy said before, you just play six rounds. So then you flip over all the tiles, and then whatever's left, if there's anybody left, there'll be some suspect or suspects that are the thief or thieves. Or there's gonna be all turned over and they're all and then the thief or thieves escaped. And then you're gonna count out the points. So what you're going to do is you're going to, it depends upon a certain thing. So if all of the thieves are gone and you have points on that exit tile, and if you're counting the tokens on the exit tile, it's whoever has the most points there wins. If there's a tie, there is a shared victory. Boo, we don't like tied victories. That's stupid. Sorry. If there are multiple suspects, then what's going to be happening is Whatever token you have on there, you're going to get that many points plus one if there are multiple suspects that turned out to be thieves. So if you put a five on one, you get six points. If you put 
a five on one and a three on another, you would actually get five plus one is six, three plus one is four, so you get ten points there. Or if there's just one suspect, then you just get the points for whatever the whatever the token, uh, whatever the amount is. And then again, same thing. Whoever has the most points wins, and then if it's tied, it's a shared victory. And another thing is if nobody gets it right, then everybody loses. Basically, you've let the thief get away. That's how you play Museum Suspects. Tell us what you think about this game. Oh, I like this game a lot, actually. Um, It has reminiscing... Reminds? It reminds me about that. It reminds me of kind of like a mix of like Clue and Guess Who. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, I don't really, you know, we're trying to get away from these games because we're in the hobby. We have hobby games. But I think this this game kind of turns those games on its head. And I like the fact that the thieves can kind of get away. So it's like, oh, that's that thing where it's like, okay, do I, you know, do I have enough clues to think that I have the thief there? And I also like the betting on the clue cards too, because it's like, like I I tried to do in in subsequent games, I tried to put like higher bet tokens on those clue cards to make other people be like, okay, do I really want to pay more for these clue cards, or do I want to, you know, just skip them and try to get you know one of the other ones? And again, because the clue cards are face down it's hard to know what's on them. So it's like, okay, do I spend the tokens to get that or not? You know? And I feel like this is a game that anybody can play. Like it said, what, it was an 8 and up or something like that? Right. I almost feel like if kids are smart enough, I feel like even younger than that could probably play. I wish it was more players. It's weird to say that. I'm sure with a 4 by 4 grid, you really couldn't play more players. I think where you get where you can't have more than 4 players is... As you start basically placing investigation tokens on the clues, you'd, like, run out of money, potentially? Yeah, that's true. Well, maybe not run out of money. Yeah. But it would... I don't know. Yeah, because some clues... Maybe you could. Some clue, some clue cards are not in the game because they're off to the side and some of the suspects. So I almost wonder if you can make a bigger grid, but again, I'm sure they've play tested it and they probably know, but it's just, I would love to play with more people just to see how it would go, you know, but, um, that's not a criticism. That's just something that I would, I would hope for. I don't really see too many negatives in this game for me. Like, I mean, some people may think it's a little too simple, I guess, but again, I have like a, a really uh, big spot in my heart for games like Clue because that like that was like one of the first games I like truly fell in love with. So when I play something like this and it's got kind of that feel to it, except for it's you know different, I enjoy it. So yeah. What about you? Well, you took my comparison between Clue and Guess Who. Absolutely. What comes to mind first for me is actually the flip flop would be guess who first but i mean really like that doesn't even matter because i think it's like if clue and guess who had a baby mm-hmm. sort of yeah like does he have a mustache like the baby <laughs> does the baby have a mustache <laughs> that is a really mature baby mm-hmm. um but uh i think i think what's cool about it too is the fact that 
you know, whereas like guess who you're just picking a character and then somebody's guessing and it's always the same characters. This one has tiles and there's 24 suspects and it's not always going to be the same grid of suspects Mm -hmm. and they're never going to be in the same place. Whereas like, and guess who they're always in the same place. And I mean, even they tried to do something different where it was like, wasn't it like, didn't they do an animal version of Guess Who or something like that? I'm sure they've done a million versions of it, I'm sure. Not as many as like other games. Yeah, for sure. Um, But uh, so that's cool that they took, you know, and added more tiles. So there's the variety there and the clue cards. So there's the variety there with, you know, what they're wearing um, they're the background that they're, you know, whether they're like in a museum or, um, I think an aquarium or something like that, or, you know, what type of animal they are and things like that. So I think that's pretty cool too. And like you had alluded to, yes, it's not like a big, heavy game to play but I think it's a nice filler game it's an easy to learn game it's a fun game I mean we had a lot of fun I wished every time that I had more rounds than six because I wasn't ready <laughs> yeah um so some well that could I, be a good house rule you could you could probably play that a little bit more maybe one or two more rounds if you wanted well except then I feel like everyone might win and then it would be a tie so you know what I mean like it's like they're like going back to what you originally said they obviously play tested this and six was the the magic number and but for me I'd be like I'm in a really good place and then I then all of a sudden I'd be like oh I don't know I'm gonna just have to guess (laughs) it's either it's down to four people or four characters who am I gonna pick you know that kind of thing and So I guess I didn't really know. But then also, one thing that I know I said right when we took this out is the art was awesome. Yeah, the art is excellent. Like, super cool art. And I think we've talked about this, and I think we'll continue to talk about it, is that the art in any game usually draws people in Mm -hmm. and I think that um because you're staring at these suspects and these their cards and things like that it was cool to be able to look at something that was yeah they they was just fun to watch the the animals wearing scarves and you know various hats and things like that they were just they were really cool looking yeah it makes me think of the animation from the movie The Bad Guys. It almost yes. looks like that. Especially this is it fox, the on, fox the cover? on the cover. Yeah, for sure. So, Maxime Sartho, I hope I'm saying your name right. You did an excellent job, and we love it. Yes. Love it. All right. Well, now that we've kind of talked the game ad nauseum, let's talk about hey. our MFGCast rating system. So, we've got our... Rating system here, there are a few things we'll go over as far as what we rate. 
There is the Collection Keeper. It's one that's going to be in our collection, but it's going to be one that we're going to want to play f very frequently. There's the Flare. Wow, the Flare. There's the Fair Player, the one where you're going to play it a decent amount of times, but you're not going to pl want to play it every single time. There is Overlooked, where it's one of those games that you might play something else over this, over the game, over the game. What? <laughs> Then you might there, pick a different game versus this game. Yes, correct. Mm -hmm. And then there's the unfortunate passer. And it just means it's not for us. So I will go first. I think this actually will be a fair player for us. And the reason why is I think this is something that not only our family would play a decent amount, but I feel like if we played it with like, if we did it like a game night with like my dad and my sister and stuff like that, I feel like that would be a good game to play for them because, again, it's just a quick, easy filler. It's something that's easy to learn, easy to teach. It has the kind of aspects of other games like Clue and Guess Who that people have already played. So, you know, it's going to be something that it will be easier for people to pick up. I mean, every time we played this game, I had a really fun time with it. I'm going to tell you the truth. I didn't know if I would. Because when I looked at it, I well, kind of... Well, I'll be darned! I, I kind of thought of it, because I was like, this kind of <clears throat> seems like Clue and Guess Who and stuff like that, and I've played those games, you know? But, like I said, just those certain things like that, you know, like the exit and, like, you know, betting on the cards and being able to bluff, like, I feel like it's got a lot of good meat to it, even though it's a quick filler game, basically. So I really enjoyed it, so I would call that a fair player for me. What about you? Well, Kurt... You have to be fair before you review games, don't you? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you can't you can't make an assumption before you review a game. Mm, okay. You of all people should know that. Yes, I should. Darn I, darn it. I do not. I wouldn't trust him anymore, Blue Orange. That's true. So what are you saying? I'm saying this is a collection keeper. Oh! Oh, you oh, didn't snap. see that No, coming. I did not. That's awesome. Woo! Why do you think it's that? I can see bringing this to the table more often than other games. Mm -hmm. I think that it, like we keep alluding to, it's a great filler game. It doesn't take very much time, which is something that we all need more of. Um, it's an easy to teach game for all ages, really. I mean, you talked about being able to teach it to potentially kids that are younger than eight. But I think for others that maybe aren't really in the hobby and things like that, I think it would it has potential to yeah. be able to maybe take it over to my parents' house or something like that. I think that there's potential for that too. So I don't know. It just left a really good... Taste uh, in your mouth. I was going to say that, and then I was like, <laughs> I'm not eating the game. So I didn't eat the game... You cannot eat the game. No, do not. So, I don't know. That's just, that's what I think, I think packaged as a whole between the the concept, how they thought through everything and play tested it and the art and the whole shebang, I would slap that on my shelf and keep it in our collection. Yeah, which we're going to do because thanks to Blue Orange Games, we now have a copy of it. Well, that sounded like a commercial. I know. A commercial. Hire me for commercials. No. Don't hire him for no, commercials. No, don't hire him for commercials. Terrible. Yeah. 
I, especially if you just heard that sentence I just said. It was very broken. Anyway, um, again, thank you to Blue Orange Games for letting us play this awesome game. It, it feels like every time we review a Blue Orange game, it's just like, we love it. You know, it's like, there's not, I don't think I've, I don't think we've like played any of the games that were like, okay, well, this one's gotta be. Should we, should we rate as... them as good? And then at the end go, we actually hated it. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Just kidding. No. Cause we never would. Cause Blue <clears throat> Orange has always. Or we lied. Yeah. Blue Orange has always, you know, found ways to find great designers and great artists and come together and make a great game so yeah that's our review join us in a couple of more weeks in the next couple of weeks uh we're going to be reviewing another game we're going to be reviewing karak by cosmos and thames and until then i am kurt and i'm tracy and this was the mfg cast thanks for listening This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.